0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and I'm so happy you're here with us. If you're just joining for the first time, I am a special needs mom, a special needs attorney, and a best selling author. So please grab your coffee. And if you're like me, you might be listening in your car. I spent a lot of time in the car in my day. And please join us for some important discussions to help you thrive in this complex special needs world. Each week, we're going to chat with parents and experts, and sometimes parents who are experts, to offer compassionate advice for all stages of your life. These are the conversations you would have with your best friend if your best friend was an expert like me. Let's go. Welcome back podcast fans. I'm your host Annette Hines and this is Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done an intro live and I am sorry about that. I have been sick. My husband's been sick. Unfortunately, we both came down with COVID. Uh, what a what a couple of weeks it's been. Yeah. Um, This COVID is no joke, for sure. Uh, We are doing better. Thank you for all your well wishes. Glad that we had some episodes in the can for uh, for our podcast. And I'm so grateful to my team. Thank you so much for being able to get my episodes out there. I am really bummed out that I haven't been able to answer your messages, and I've got a whole bunch of questions hanging out there, so I am really soon going to need to do a Q&A and um, maybe get out there with uh, some kind of a webinar or something. Um, thank God I've had lots of guests who have been handling our Facebook live lately. That has been amazing as well. So March at least the last couple of weeks of March were kind of a bummer for me, but they ended up okay. I am so full of gratitude for being back and healthy. I'm a little stuffy but none the worse for the wear and um, you know things could have been so much worse. Anyhow, today starting off with a bang, April is a month where we celebrate so many things. Not only is it the beginning of spring, but um, so many wonderful holidays, Passover, Easter, And all kinds of other spring holidays. There's the new beginnings that we celebrate everywhere and every how. And with it, um, April is Autism Awareness Month, which many people would like to change to Autism Acceptance Month. And I don't know how you feel about that. I think it's wonderful. I am super excited to be celebrating autism this month. You know, there's a lot of feelings about that. Um, People say that if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. And I know that's true. Autism is a diverse disability. It is, you know, impacting people in so many different ways, and people are on their own journeys. So i know that some people are higher functioning other people hate that term some people strike up the color blue other folks really dislike that because they feel like that does not um that's not meaningful to all of the um females with autism other folks see autism um as a gift. Some people are trying to quote unquote cure autism. Some folks really dislike the way autism is portrayed. Other folks think that autism, um, you know, that all you need is a little ABA and you're good to go. Some th- people think that ABA is, you know, akin to child abuse. There are so many opinions out there Um, and that's okay as long as we are respectful in our discourse as always. So um, we are also this month remembering the 504 sit-in that lasted 28 days in April and forced the signing of those regulations that we know today. You know, without... Section 504, we almost certainly would not have the ADA today. And I want to talk about that more this month in future episodes. But I um, was thinking so much about that as I was finishing reading Judy Human's book, "The Human Perspective," and um, uh, just um, listening to Judy's podcast. And thinking so much about what so many people who came before had to offer, and um, I'm sorry, Judy Human's book is "Being Human," and her podcast is "The Human Perspective." So, uh, I just needed to take a step back there and and uh, correct myself on that. So, as an ally and not somebody with a disability. You know, we're we're in the community, but we're not in the community. And we join in to support, help, aid, assist, and be part of the disability community, an important part, but need to be careful and honest with ourselves about not speaking for somebody and in place of somebody with a disability. So all of those points are what I talked to my guests about today, Laura and Rachel Ducas of Ducas Pictures. They are sisters who are making a movie, The Ryan Express movie, and I was so excited to talk to them today. They were fantastic. <laughs> we had so much fun, and I can't wait till their movie comes out next year. It's a fresh look at a um, a nice topic and their protagonist is a sixth grader, a young man with autism who really is able to mentor us along and I look forward to this movie coming out because we just frankly don't have characters with disabilities who are in that leading role. And we are talking with Laura and Rachel about that. So today we talk about Autism Awareness Month. We talk about um, 504 accommodations. We talk about why we need to have more people in the creative arts who are actually in front of the camera, behind the camera, in all positions. And why it's important to um, do nothing about us without us. So on that note, I'm super excited to introduce you to Laura and Rachel Dukas of Dukas Pictures. Here we go. Welcome back, podcast fans. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and this is Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. So i um, brimming with enthusiasm today because we are going to talk movies. And surprisingly, I am... Um, really having a hard time keeping my mouth shut. (laughs) So in the pre-interview I was talking with sisters Laura and Rachel Dukas about the movie that they are getting produced and uh, we are celebrating Autism Awareness Month and we are talking about a movie that they are getting going about a young man with autism and I'm going to let them introduce themselves and I'm going to try really hard not to interrupt (laughs) them eight million times because I'm (laughs) very excited about what they have going here for a project. Okay, Laura and Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us about your project, how you got excited about it and um please introduce yourselves
1: thank you and thank you so much for having us we're equally excited to talk to you So um, I'm Laura and I'm Rachel. Rachel. Our voices are very similar, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, we are, we're from New York. Um, We are writers and uh, producers from New York and we've been doing this for, since uh, when was our first short film? 2015. And yeah, we've really enjoyed um, writing films. And this is actually our first feature film. It's called the Ryan Express and Or if you want to get into it, I'll go for it. Okay, great. Um, It's it's actually about an autistic sixth grader, um, and with the help of his family, he builds a time machine um, in hopes of fixing a mistake that really changed his life forever. And really, this you know, this time machine it's it's not like a a sci-fi movie. The time machine is made up of things that you'd find around the house, like cardboard, scrap metal, and he really he gets the community involved, his family involved, and they they help him. Go back in time um, so that he can get back on the baseball team to play in the championship. Um, it's it's a really um, heartwarming story, um, and it really shows you how um, how uh, this child changed the community and changed others around him during this whole process. Right, and I think one of the most important things that we try and focus on with our film is is community support and community understanding. Um, in this film, we, we just try and show how important it is for not only for the family to be on the same page and, and, you know, wanting to heal the child and understand the child, but also the coach, the classmates, the teachers. Everyone has to get on the same page, look at the situation with empathy and uh, and treat the child with the utmost respect. So we're really because excited.
0: Everybody, everybody in the community is struggling. Mm-hmm. and They all have their mm-hmm. own stories that, exactly. and their own path that they're on. Including
1: right. your dad, his dad, right? right. Yes. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. A lot of the characters, you know, they, they end up changing as well. And they don't, you know, when they're interacting with, with Robbie, they they don't know that that's going to happen. Um, you know, for example, the coach, he he is basically the one that kicks Robbie off the baseball team um, because Robbie was acting uncontrollably on the field. He was provoked by another by a bully, and he gets kicked off the team. And so, when um, when the family approaches the coach to try to get him to go along with this whole uh, time travel expedition, so that they can let Robbie back on the team, he's very against it. And so um, you see him throughout the story change. He starts to understand Robbie more and um you know and and see how much joy that Robbie really brings to the community and to the other characters right it 's really something to see yeah, and then you know it's it's interesting too for the audience because um who's who's really the brave one here you know you, you can say that the coach you know he's he's brave he 's being tough he's he 's trying to do what 's best for the team, so on and so right. forth but you know, Robbie is actually the one who says, no, I want to confront this issue. I want to confront the past and I want to make it right. Right. And that to me is, is the almost bravery. So
0: he's actually the one modeling the adult behavior.
1: Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. We're excited about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what gave you the idea to start this film? Where was your inspiration?
1: Well, it didn't come from one specific person. Um, I guess our interest in, in the community and this whole experience began when um, our mom received an award from the Best Buddies organization, which is uh, Anthony Kennedy Shriver's organization. Amazing, amazing things that they do. Yeah. We're actually partnering with them. Yeah, we're partnering yeah. with them on the film, um, and it's the whole experience has been incredible. but. I think the interest began was when she received the award, we found out more about what that organization does. And then also just our experiences in college and in high school and middle school, you know, it's interesting how always the children with disabilities, they were always separated. So brought to a different table for lunch, brought to a different room to learn. And we just thought that that was not the way to do it. There needs to be more inclusivity and there also needs to be, a, the gap needed to be bridged, right? So there's such a lack of understanding of of, of the experience of, of autism um, that we feel that people often they just sweep under the rug or they just don't really want to even understand or, or include. But, you know, we saw that it's so important for these children to have interactions with everybody, not just people who are like them, but people who are different than them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much where our inspiration came from, I'd say.
0: Mm-hmm. right? And you made a big commitment to, to the disability community. Um, and that was uh, to hire 10% cast and crew to be in the film. Totally. Yeah. So we had a great conversation about that where I got very lively before we <laughs> pressed record <laughs> and we started talking about that. So tell us a little bit about that commitment that you made.
1: Yeah. I mean, we really feel, you know, the best way to tell the story is to get that community involved. Um, we had, we created a short film um, about this um you know, it's based on our short film called Rocket Man, and we found that you know when we were um, in the casting process for the, for that project, um, a lot of the actors, you know, they really couldn't they couldn't really portray the character the yeah. right way, and couldn't the, get there. They right. couldn't get there because they they didn't understand it. They they're not living with autism, so we said to ourselves when we do this feature, we want to make sure that our main actor. Um, has autism and we want to we want to include the community because we feel that they all can help us um, you know really tell the story and and it would be something for them to be a part of and to really remember right definitely, definitely. yeah to feel to feel like they're part of something
0: yeah uh, there was a huge backlash last year about sia 's film and casting somebody who was <laughs> Not autistic in that role as the main character. So, what did you all think about that? And did you think about that as you were moving forward with your film?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely one of the major tipping points for us Mm -hmm. because originally we were supposed to work with a director. I'm not going to name his name, but he was very uncomfortable about bringing on an autistic child onto set. He was very uncomfortable. And, you know, we had several conversations with him because we were trying to, you know, talk him into it and which we really shouldn't have to do that. The fact that we had to do that was, was just unbelievable. But, um, he just had an idea of what, the set would be like with an autistic child, which was completely out there. We had asked him, well, have you ever done it before? Have you ever worked with, you know, developmentally disabled child on set? And the answer was no. So, you know, some of the people in this industry have an idea of what a child or an individual will act like, but meanwhile, they've never worked with them before. So you can't make that assumption. Um, Yeah. After seeing, you know, how, the reactions that we had with our new director, Sean McNamara, he's so excited. He's, he thought that there was no other way to tell the story, which is, you know, completely how we feel as well, especially after uh, experiencing Sia's film. I think that pretty much drove it home for us. Yeah. And, and, you know, now with our team, you know, with some of our other producers, when we, let them know that, you know, the main character is going to be autistic. You know, I remember one person said, well, that's the way I pictured it mm-hmm. as well. Like, that's the way you can tell it. Um, so that, yeah, that's really, really important for us. Right. Um, and I think the and, actors, too, are super excited, yeah. super excited yeah. about the experience and to and to just uh, have that inclusivity and, and just have a wonderful experience and provide something, yeah. you know, to that community you really can't do it any other way. So,
0: as we discussed, it's not as if there aren't any actors out there with right. autism. There certainly are. And, you know, it would be just painful to think about moving forward without anybody in the film. I know. So, yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, as, the, as a parent of a child with profound intellectual disabilities, I always find it offensive. I'm just speaking of my own opinion mm-hmm. here, you know, when somebody would portray on camera, a person with an intellectual disability and they would be so exaggerated and so, mm-hmm. you know, outrageous. And it would be just be beyond, um,
1: yeah I know and and don 't you also feel that in a lot of the the works that are released now i mean i 'm thinking of um the Good Doctor Even, which is a series and atypical. Yeah a lot of the times it's focused on that savant or, or highly skilled individual and we're not really getting into the nitty-gritty of well, what is that home life really like right you know, what is it like for, for the, the pan- family yeah, yeah right, what is it family. like what is that dynamic like at home what is it like when the child is abused by someone in his class you know what what is that like we're not focused on that we're only focused on oh my goodness he's so skilled at piano or he's so skilled at science right. you know we're not really focusing on Every on the part tech of it. yeah exactly
0: well they i think that they do want to just show a slice of life that makes it look attractive mm-hmm. like oh it's not that bad you know um because disability scares people so they want to make sure that they put that happy light on everything um and and i think Art, like anything else, needs to show that cross-section. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want to show that girl who can play the Stradivarius, you know. Mm-hmm. But we also want to show somebody like my daughter who dies. Because kids die sometimes, you know. I mean, there there's everything in between, too. And we have, it's just life. That's, that's life and art imitates life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that's the beauty of it. So we need to really expand our vision, I think, and the creativity that ladies like you, writers like you are bringing forward is, um, that is really helping and I mentioned the peanut butter Falcon. I thought that was a great movie last year. I just, was it last year or 2019? Yeah, now 2019. I can't even remember. Yeah, I think 2019. 2019. Yeah. Oh my God, last year was like the lost year, wasn't it? Yeah, we
1: don't want to talk about <laughs> <Like> last year.
0: <laughs> the black hole, 2020 just <laughs> black hole black anyway, hole. Um, but, you know, the more pictures that we can create and books and, and other, you know, just a nice cross section, the better off all of society is going to be. So I just applaud you for bringing forward another, another vision, another, another slice, if you will. Thank
1: you. And what's been important to us is, you know, we've interviewed so many families, like can't even Good. count right now. Yeah. Um, and a few of the families have actually been nice enough to um, allow us to view like certain journal entries of of what daily life is like. And, and oh, just wow. reading those, there was one story. Oh, my goodness. It was so beautiful. It was one of the first times that the father had received a hug from his son, he had been waiting for that hug for like two and a half years. Yeah. And he finally got it. And that was just such a beautiful moment. So yeah. it's just little magical things like that that we hope to include in our film and, and really uh, yeah. really tell an incredible story. Right.
0: So where are you along the way in your creative process right now? Right. So, um, our plan is to shoot in
1: spring 2022. Um, right now we have our team together. Um, we are, we are still seeking some funding, but most of our funding is there. Um, and we are looking for our, you know, our, our Robbie. Um, we have some other actors that are on board and, um, yeah, we're, you know, moving along every day, just, you know, making sure we're putting our our um, heart and soul into it every single day and um, getting more people interested we recently had um, a, a, an executive producer come on board who who um, was part of has done some Disney films so we're really excited um, you know about the future mm-hmm. yeah didn't he do hook oh, oh yeah. JV yes yeah, so JV he's actually been with us from, from, the, very from beginning. the beginning Um with, you know, helping us with the script, perfecting it. And he has come on as a producer. Um Yeah. He's done Hook, um, Tuck Everlasting, August, August. Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we recently just um, teamed up with another producer as well from Disney. So it's nice. We're, we're really, that's how we vision it as well. Cause it really is a family, a family film. And, you know, we'll
0: see where this goes. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, very exciting. So, <laughs> all of you listeners out there, if you've got a little Robbie in your family, you know, go ahead and get in touch with these guys. Yes, please. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about, um, how, um, how we can use art. You know, I want to, I want to discuss that a little bit more to, um, to, to bring a message forward during this autism awareness month, because, um, I know it's going to be a while before the film comes out, but, um, and I I think there's a big campaign right now to make this autism acceptance month instead of autism awareness month. And that's really a big message in your film too, because you're not looking for, You know, awareness, you're looking for acceptance, especially with your message of bullying and um, really showing how Robbie's the one who does the adulting and the mentoring in in the film for us. So, and I love that. Um, So, how can we use art as a medium for bringing the community together?
1: Well, I think the first step is not trying to tell a story that you know nothing about. I think that that's something that's incredibly important. Um, I think, you know, we talked about Sia's film. Um, again, great artist, but there comes a point where you have to look at your project and say, if, if I'm going to be writing about someone with autism, then I better talk to as many people with autism as I can. I better get involved as many families as I can, as many, as many medical professionals, and really get the full picture. Because if you don't have that, yeah. then your story is just going to flop and flounder and it's not going to be good. It's not going to be believable and it's not going to help anybody. It's just going to make the situation, mm-hmm. you know, make, make the gap even wider. So I think, you know, in, in, in using this medium, we talked about inclusion, definitely. Um, we just, you know, you have to focus on getting the full picture and really creating something that's authentic. not something that just comes out of your mind and you say, well, this is how, this is how I've seen it in other films, or this is how, you know, it's been told to me. This is how I, I learned that, that these children behave. So I'm just going to go with that. You, you can't do it. You have to get, um, you know, evidence from others. You have to actually you know, try and get into their heads. And the only way to do that is their direct involvement. Right. That's and, the only way. Yeah. And also like focusing on like those little things, like, you know, is there a um, a routine, um, you know, that a child has uh, with autism? Like we were speaking to several different families about like their nightly routine and, and you know, including that and really getting into the details about what, what, what does the child do at this time? And and making sure that's portrayed so it's not just, like, a general statement. It's, like, really specific. So it really, like, um, <laughs> resonate, yeah, resonate with the audience and parents, uh, families that have a child with a disability.
0: But why do you think Sia didn't do that? And then when she, so part two of that question, when she was confronted with this, she totally, you know, slammed back. I mean, it was kind of a a show, you know? Um, so I'd love to know your thoughts about that, you know? I think what, the slam
1: back was definitely an ego thing because, I, I mean, I can only imagine if, if I had come out with a project that I was so ill-advised with um, and I thought was, you know, going to be something extraordinary and then had this... Backlash, which albeit was totally, you know, necessary. Um, I think yeah, it was definitely handled in the wrong way. It should have been done with more heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that totally surprised me. But um yeah, I you know, it's interesting because especially when you have someone who's highly regarded for her talent. I think that maybe not enough people were being honest with her and saying, Hey, listen, this is not going to go well. Or maybe no one on her team realized that it wasn't going to go well. Maybe she didn't enlist yeah. enough people who understood the actual experience and that's, you know, probably what it was. But wow, mm-hmm. what a goodness. Yeah.
0: So you just think that it didn't occur to her um initially. And then she just, um, she just kind of stuck to her guns after that, you know, she just really couldn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. What do you think? I, yeah, you
0: know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean... We can't really I get can't, in her head, yeah. but... Yeah, I mean, I guess I just compare it to... Do you remember um, after that, Anne Hathaway? She played um, a, a woman with a limb difference, right? Um, she obviously hasn't lost a limb, but right. she portrayed um, someone with a limb difference, and... Um, didn't, uh, it, it, it was criticized um, kind of pretty fiercely. And she did, a, I think, a wonderful job of apologizing for not doing a good job of portraying it. Um, and so, be, um, because it was a, a remake of The Witches. And it wasn't portrayed in a very nice light. Um, I think that's what the issue was. And so there's kind of a right way to make a mistake and a wrong way to make a mistake because you're not going to hit it out of the park with every project. Right. I mean, you're creative and you see things a certain way and not everybody's going to agree with you. And that's that. And as we were talking about before we got on and pressed the record button, I expect that you, as a creative person, you have a right to see your project the way that you see it.
1: Right.
0: But then you just kind of have to get with however the world receives right. your vision too. Right. And that is kind of where I ended up with Sia, um, There was a lot of backlash, I think, more so because of the way she responded. Right. And
1: what do you people, think would have been the best response from her? Because we've talked about that and we yeah. still can't, you know. What, I think, I'm
0: just curious what you think. I think that you have to listen and be open to learning when you have kind of stepped in it. Mm. Because we don't all foresee things that we do that will hurt other people. And that happens, right? Yeah, so true. Uh, if you are Caucasian, you don't know what it's like to walk in the shoes of someone who's Black. If you right. Right. are, you know, my my daughter had an experience because she has a grandmother, one of her grandmothers is native American and she looks a little different than I do. And she had an experience at work where she was kind of called out for the way that she looked and she, you know, so she had a, you know, an upsetting experience for that things. You don't always know how, things you say or things you do are going to impact other people. And when somebody calls you on it, I think the best thing you can do is to be open and hear them. Might not always agree with them, but the best thing we can do as a society is to be able to communicate and dialogue. Right. 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 Yeah. Um,
1: and also like the word that comes to mind for me is grace, you know, like having grace, um, sure. you have that, if, you know, if you didn't portray something correctly and then, like you said, listen and, you know, be graceful and taking that, um, taking the criticism. But yeah, some people, I guess they, you know, they just can't do that. Yeah,
0: it's that, no, you know. Nobody today would play a black person in blackface. It's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. Wow. So I guess that's the point that I wanted to make. Um and I think C is talented and I think she has a lot of creativity and I think her little star, I've been watching her since Dance Moms, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think she's great too. Um, and I just think that it was a clash of some wrong stuff, and I think it was fixable. So, um, so I kind of feel bad that that ended up the way that it did.
1: That's yeah. all. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's never fun to see something fail, especially when, yeah. you know, someone has put their heart and soul into it. Yeah.
0: Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But then if you compare it to like, I don't know if you have a moment, you should go back and look at the Anne Hathaway apology and compare the two. And right. you'll yeah. see there's, there's a difference mm-hmm. in wow. grace is the word for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: In the way somebody handles a mistake or a slip up. Wow. Yeah. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Canada. And I think also with, um with
1: when dealing with, you know, developmentally disabled uh, portrayal, you know, portraying them in, uh, in film, I feel like, and we kind of spoke about this before, they're kind of at the, at the bottom, like no one really, no one really considers how they feel i i you know yeah. in film and and it's interesting because you know you look around even on a set is there anyone from that community who's working on the set very very rarely we always try and hire even for our short films we right. we've had several production assistants who have been on the spectrum and they're just fantastic yeah. fantastic workers um you know obviously everyone has their own character traits but just just amazing to work with. And I'm just wondering like, what would happen in the film industry if we had more people behind the scenes working on projects, you know, working on big studio films? I, I feel that if that would have been the case with Sia's project, none of this would have happened. I really do. I think that it this all could have been avoided if if you know her team had involvement from the autism community. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, tried to listen. I, I, this all could have been avoided, and it could have been a really beautiful project.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Hmm. Agreed. Well, I knew that was going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> 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 So besides this project, are you working on other things right now? Um,
1: right now, this is our main focus. But, um, you know, after we're done with this project, we, we do want to continue with um, our family films. Um, and, you know, I, I know we have some ideas in mind. Um, but, yeah, right now, this is our main focus.
0: I should see if I can get you to read my book. I've always wanted to get my daughter's story. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Yeah, it's good. a really nice story. And I she touched so many people. Wow. So I'll have to talk to you about that sometime. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, so how do we get more people, more people with disabilities into the arts? What, what kind of projects are out there that are working on that? Uh, it's difficult in general just to get employment for people with disabilities as it is.
1: Right. Well, the Best Buddies organization is is really, really helping in that space. They've just been tremendous. Um, they actually have a network, an employment network that we've been working with, mm-hmm. um, where they can actually, they know their members so personally. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's just so beautiful. Um, and they actually can, you know, match specific individuals, whether they be just out of high school or or even older, and match them to, you know, specific jobs. And it's interesting because a lot of them, remember David was telling us, a lot okay. of them are interested in film. So this could be, you know, this could be a major movement in, in inclusion. Sure. Um, I think, what, what else do you think are some... Um, also, what about Autism Speaks? Right. That yeah. organization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I also think if we can, I think if more films can have a protagonist who is autistic or developmentally disabled, I think that that's also important too. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we were talking about Peanut Butter Falcon. That's, that's one of the few films that has had a theatrical release that I can think of that had a developmentally disabled mm-hmm. lead. So I think right. more of that, more stories about that, and then uh, right. it will peak peak the interest of yeah. families and and uh, and uh, those in the community.
0: Yeah, that's true. So um, I can't, as I told you, I knew we were going to run out of time. Um, so how do people support the film as you are getting it going? As you said, you you're mostly funded, although I'm sure you could still use funding at any time. And I'm going to put links into our show notes but besides funding how else can people support your film and get behind it and start building up an audience for it and excitement like like i am yeah thank you um
1: yeah if if they go to our website um it's called the ryan um, we have some different pages on there about our story, how you can get involved. Um, at the end of the film, we are also going to have, would you say, like a collage um, yeah. of families um, that, you know, have a child with a developmental disability and feature them like towards the credit. So like different pictures and say mm-hmm. the name of the family and things like that. So um, if you go on our website, um, you can contact us. Our email is right on there. Our email is ducaspictures at gmail.com. And then on the, um, what was the other page that we have um, where you can get involved? There's different ways you can get involved. Um, You know, funding is one way, but there's other opportunities as well. And, you know, following us on social media, um, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the Ryan Express movie.
0: Cool. Can they find the Rocket Man short there? Uh, yes, we can actually um we can send that to
1: them. I think we're going to add that to our website um this week anyway, so oh, if cool. they like watch that yeah mm-hmm. you can definitely see that just to get an idea you know on the story um in our short film the the actor um he did a great job he was um a little bit older, so in this in our feature film he, uh, the main actor is going to be a sixth grader
0: okay
1: he was older so
0: fun fun yeah. fun fun. That's awesome. Well ladies, it has been a blast. blast.
1: Thank you are so much fun. I love it. Yeah, very nice.
0: I love talking with you too. Well, I am really excited about what you're doing. Thank you so much for bringing the story to life and for doing what you do for our community. It's awesome. Thank you
1: so much Thank for you,
0: you So I'm going to track along with what you're doing. And I'm a huge fan. So thanks again. And hopefully we'll connect up right before you launch because yeah. we want to get some real interest going and make sure that we get everybody on the list. Okay. So um, we'll hopefully maybe you'll come to the area and do some kind of a premiere or something because that'll yeah. be fun. That would be great. Because COVID ever ends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies, thank, thank you. you again. It was great to see you, even if it's only on video here. Yeah. And I hope you have a great evening. And maybe I'll get to meet you in person someday. Yes, definitely. So. All right. have awesome very much. much. Have a blast. Bye. 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 Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to take a second to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these podcasts. I'm having a blast doing them, and I hope that you're finding the content to be what you were really hoping. If you are, please take a second to leave a rating and a review. It's so helpful in getting this content out to people who really need to hear it. Thank you so much.